Let's turn together to Luke chapter 17. I don't think I've ever uh, preached a Thanksgiving sermon before. So you could say you're there, you know, the first time, right? Luke 17, starting verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. I, I like this story, and uh, I also don't like it. Uh, and I think there's so many, so many um, narratives like this in the New Testament that I personally have kind of a love-hate relationship with. You know, I love it because it's so good, and I hate it because I'm like, oh, it's so exposing you know, to me in my own um, just need of just continuing to grow up you know, and to uh, just continue to be refined and stuff like that. And so it's one of those ones that kind of punches you in the gut in a good way a little bit. And um, So what I would like for us to do is I'm just going to kind of walk through and pull out a few points and, um, and then maybe just kind of see where, see where things go. Uh, if you look at verse 13, well, first of all, so leprosy, uh, a very uh, painful disease, uh, one that... Um, of course, in this day and age, they, they didn't know what to do with them other than just keeping them away because it was contagious and stuff like that. And so they would, uh, when someone had leprosy, they would live in the, outside of the town in some sort of colony. You know, So all the people that had leprosy would live together and kind of learn to take care of each other and stuff. And it was a way to keep them away from the, the healthy population, so to speak. Um, if they were to come into town, uh, into town, what does that mean? If they were to come into the, into the village or whatever for some reason, they would have to um, declare that, that they were coming and, and yell uh, that they were unclean somehow in order to give everyone else warning so that everybody could stay away. Uh, I don't know if they actually had to have like a bell or whatever, but every time I've been to any sort of... Um, Easter or Christmas pageant, and there was like a Jesus healing the leper scene. They always had a bell, you know, or something, and to no, no, let everybody know. But somehow they had to give warning to everyone that they were around that they were un, that they had been declared unclean, and they were put outside of the community, um, ostracized because no one wanted to uh, also uh, get leprosy. And so lepers uh, in this day and age uh, here in the New Testament, it was it was a bad deal. It was a very bad deal, and so. Uh, so Jesus comes into this village, and there are ten, you know, so they're together. And they start yelling something at, at Jesus, and we see it in verse 13. Um, 
Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So, we'll get into this more when it gets to Advent, but that's, a, that's an image of what, it, of what Advent is all about. Um, it's, it's, it's what it was like in the Old Testament. You're at a distance from God, and you're yelling, please have mercy on us. Please, please have mercy on us. Reach into our pain. Uh, that's what was going on in the Old Testament. And now, here we are in between Jesus' his first arrival and his next arrival. And um, So now, now it's no longer that distance there because he's taking care of the distance. But there's still so much pain in life. And so we cry to him to have mercy on us and come back. You know, come back and get us. Fix all this garbage around us, you know. Um, so so but that's what's going on. So, so imagine ten of these people lined up. And they see Jesus, and they call him by name, and they say, Master, have mercy on us. Uh, And so, what does Jesus do? Verse 14, he saw them and said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. So, the reason he said that is because the priest was the one who declared that you had leprosy, and you you were declared unclean, and you had to be put outside of the community. And the priest was the only one who could declare you to not have leprosy again. So sometimes, and I was, I've, from what I understand about like leprosy in the first century, which is not much, but uh, there were any sort of like skin issue at all, they would just kind of like, like everything's leprosy, so they put everybody out, you know, just in case. And so some folks would get put outside, and then it would turn out to just be something else. And so they could come back in, go see the priest. He could examine the you know, spots or whatever and be able to say, okay, you're, it's not leprosy and whatever. So the priests, they were the ones that held the, all the keys in this sort of situation. So Jesus says, go show yourselves to the priests. And that's why. And then it says, uh, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. So, very quick turn of events. Jesus, have, have mercy on us. Go show yourselves to the priest, and as they're walking, their leprosy vanishes. That's a pretty, a pretty good day. Pretty amazing. And so, we know from the way the story goes, nine of them kept going to the priest. One, just he, he's like, I gotta do something first. Turns around, throws himself at Jesus' feet. Is worshiping God and thanking Christ for what had happened. Um, so, we don't really have a lot of information about the nine who didn't come back. All we can really do is speculate. And sometimes that's great, and sometimes it gets us into trouble. So, but let's speculate just for a second, because obviously we're, it's, this text teaches us a number of things. One of them is the importance of gratitude to Christ. We're going into Thanksgiving week. It's all about giving thanks, saying what you're grateful for. As Christians, we, uh, we have this, this beautiful knowledge and understanding that every good gift comes from Jesus. Everything. So even if it comes from another person, and it's actually coming from Jesus through another person, you know, that everything that we have in life. So really, for Christians, Thanksgiving like, tends, to, it tends to have that sort of tone to it. So what are we thankful to, to God for? Um, so in the, the midst of this, we have these nine 
who did not express their gratitude. This one who did. So what could have been going on with the nine? Well, think, think of it maybe as like, like two, two extremes. On one extreme, like on one side, maybe you have like really terrible reasons why they, were, they did not express their gratitude to Jesus. You know? And the other side, like maybe some that are a little, more, a little less terrible. You know? So let's, let's start there. Let's start on the positive side. What are some, some quote-unquote good reasons that they maybe had for not doing what the one guy did? You know? um, it could be anything from, uh, the ones I wrote down was like, well, Jesus said to go to the priest. So I'm going to the priest. You know? So maybe the, ex- the lack of expression of gratitude was coming from like, a, a very laser-focused sense of obedience, you know. He said to go to the priest, I'm going to the priest. And as I'm going to the priest, my leprosy is going away. So I'm going to keep going to the priest, because maybe other stuff you know, will get better too. I don't know. I'm going to keep going, because that's what Jesus said to do. So maybe it wasn't that these are nine demons. You know, like maybe these are like just nine regular old folks who are like, well, he said to go, so I'm going to go. And, he, and I'm being healed, and so obviously he's right, so I'm just going to do what, what he said. Maybe, you know, maybe that was it. Maybe as they were going, maybe they were so overwhelmed with... The fact that this terrible um, circumstance that they had been living in for so long had literally just vanished. Maybe the excitement of being able to rejoin society, maybe just like reconnect with family members, maybe some of these hadn't seen their spouse, hadn't seen their kids, maybe, maybe their mind's just running a thousand miles forward. And all they want to do is go to that priest and say, look, it's gone. And him say, you're considered clean again. Come back into the community. So maybe their, their minds are going so far forward that, that they just didn't, didn't occur to them. You know? um, maybe just knowing that it, Jesus wasn't the key to their freedom. It was the priest. You know? The priest is the one. He's the one that kicked us out. He's the one that lets us back in. You know? So maybe there was... Maybe it was something like that. So those things I would put on the end of the spectrum of like, those aren't sinister and evil, you know. In fact, I, I can kind of relate to, to that, you know. Like, well, no, I, I could get it, you know. I could, I could come up with it you know, more, I'm sure. So maybe that's on one end if we're speculating. Maybe the other end, though, is like maybe these were nine of the most self-absorbed people that you've just ever been around, you know. Maybe it's just all about them. They aren't. Man, who cares? He, we got what we wanted. Maybe they were just using him. Maybe there was some sense of entitlement. You know? Maybe they're like, that's right. Maybe they felt like it was owed to them somehow. Maybe they had been mocked and uh, rejected and all that kind of stuff, and they kind of felt like they had paid their dues, and they were like, yeah, this is what we deserved. We put up with all that, and now... Yeah, maybe there's some sort of weird, weird sense of entitlement that's there. Um, I don't know, maybe they were even just like pumped about getting revenge on everybody that was mean to them. I mean, who knows? It could just be whatever. And I, and I, I, I think along those lines, because I, I don't think that, uh, I, I think it would be really easy to come in and preach this thing of like, don't you dare be like those nine, how ungrateful they were, and they were terrible people. You'd be like that one. Um, when in reality, we don't, we don't know that they were evil. We don't know what their motives were. Um, 
We do know that Jesus didn't like it. (laughs) That's the thing that we do know. And so for us, kind of wrestling with the fact that, that maybe we aren't like the model of gratitude all the time with the Lord. That should not be something where we, or our assumption is, well, I guess that means I'm just a terrible person. You know, I guess I'm just a brat. I guess I'm just whatever. Uh, maybe you are a brat. You know? Maybe you are entitled. Maybe there is something dark there, but maybe, there's, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's just a, a perspective shift. Maybe, maybe depending on the day, maybe you swing from one extreme to the other. You know? um, regardless of if their intentions were, were not evil or if they were, they were pretty difficult, uh, we know that Jesus had, took issue with the nine. And so what do we, what do we take away from, from that? Well, we take away that. Don't beat yourself up and don't like whatever, but it should be corrected. And so Jesus, uh, in verse 17, after the one dude comes back, we'll talk about him in a second, he comes back and Jesus, I think Jesus is hilarious. Like, and I don't know, like I'm, I'm not an uh, original biblical language scholar by any, any sense. So maybe there's some subtleties in there that would help us out. But I think this is like the most like, hilariously sarcastic moment. You know, when, when Jesus says, like in verse 17, Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? You know, the one dude comes back and he's like, whatever. And he's like, uh, one... Weren't there, were there more? I think, the, I think there were more, you know, disciples. Are, How many guys were here just now? Am I, am I losing it? Or were there like ten people here a minute ago? And now there's just this one. I think he probably turned to his crew and was like, look, this right here, what's happening here is amazing. Those, those nine walking away, that's, that's not how it should be. That's not how it should be. And he points out, this guy's a foreigner. And that held you know, great detail in that time. It's, it's kind of like the Good Samaritan parable. You know, it, was really, it, was a, it was really more about, it wasn't about like, you need to help people when they're hurting. It was like, well, you do. But uh, the hero of the story is someone that everyone in Jewish culture mocked and rejected. And so uh, here again, we have a Samaritan who is the model of gratitude implying that the other nine were Jewish. So again, Jesus is saying, hey, there's, here's this guy who has zero sense of entitlement, probably, uh, who's doing the very thing that we all should be doing. So, if you're like me, you, cannot, you can relate to the nine a little bit. And if you're like me, you don't want to relate to them. You want to be like the one. And so things like Thanksgiving, they afford us this great opportunity um, to be like the one. So you look at him and his response. Look at verse 15. Uh, this guy says, Then one of them, when, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. Praising God with a loud voice, fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. It's like when he, when he saw that he was healed, this, this progression unfolds from there. So it's like, 
First thing, saw that he was healed. Second thing, turned back you know, to Jesus. Next thing, praising God with a loud voice. When he got to Jesus, he fell on his face and was giving him thanks. So if you want to, if you want to, like chunk that into like two two steps of like thanksgiving. The first one is realize what has happened to you because of Jesus. Second one is respond. Just whatever, just respond. That's what he did. He was like, because of Christ, I no longer have leprosy. And his response was, I got to go thank that dude. This Samaritan, former leper, understood something that the other nine didn't, they didn't understand it at the, at the time. Good reasons, bad reasons, whatever. They didn't understand something. That the healing was not about the healing. The healing was about the healer. So the, you hear that a lot, especially at Christmas. You know, it's not about the gift, it's about the giver. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole Bible. That's what it points to constantly. It's not really about this, it's about this. It's not really about this, it's about this. And the this is always Jesus every single time. So this guy understood something. He's like, because of Jesus, our master had mercy on us. Now we don't have leprosy anymore. And I got to tell him. He was moved deeply, deeply enough to have this public display of gratitude. Praising God with a loud voice. He wasn't timid. He wasn't like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I just want to say thank you. Didn't hand him a thank you note, even though it's a very, very nice thing to do. He was like, I got to yell it. And we got to Jesus' feet. or we got to Jesus, he fell at his feet. And we see that in the New Testament too, that people who are so rocked with gratitude, they just kind of lose it. And Jesus is very pleased. And we see in the last verse, verse 19, it said, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. That tells us that the healing was not primarily physical. Your faith has made you well tells us that it's deeper healing that we see here. That his faith had made him well. I think that you could draw the conclusion that maybe the other nine were just healed of leprosy. Maybe this guy was healed of a lot more. And when the focus of our gratitude is just on some of those external things, it's on circumstances, it's on whatever, whatever. It's just there, maybe it stops there. But when we realize that it's the giver of those things, it's the healer of those, uh, those wounds, it's the Savior, uh, it's Him, maybe that's when we are more like the one than the nine. Simply put. So, we're going to do something that's going to be different. And some of you might hate this, and I don't care. Uh, This has not become the norm or anything like that. We've really never done this. And what's interesting to me, at least, maybe not to you, we'll see, uh, is in the times I've traveled internationally, uh, every time I've gone to church, 
China, India, South Africa, Mexico. This happens in church services uh, where there's an opportunity for people to stand up and say, uh, this is what's going on. I don't know why it's not a part of things here, and I'm not saying we're going to, it's going to be a regular thing. We're just going to do this tonight, and we'll see. We'll see what happens, but um, we're going to have a time where it'll be kind of like an impromptu brag on Jesus night, sort of, where we're just going to stand up and publicly thank Jesus for something. And you can thank him privately, and that's awesome. It's amazing. And we typically respond in song here at the ring, which we will continue to do. But we're not going to do that tonight. Uh, there are multiple ways to, ways to respond to the things that God is stirring in your hearts. Singing is, is an incredibly powerful one that we will always do, even into e- eternity. Uh, there's something unique about it. Jesus says to do it, so we do it. And then when we do it, we're like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, even though I don't totally get it, I kind of get it. Um, when we respond in that way, it's amazing. We're going we're to have a different kind of way of responding. It's not going to go on forever. This is not a time. We don't need a 15-minute like, background story on what's going on. You know, It's just as simple as, I would like to publicly thank Jesus for this. So we don't have to know all the details. We don't have to whatever. Please don't make it weird. Please don't make me regret doing this. You know? uh, and this is by far one of the most nerve-wracking things about what I do. Because uh, we're like, who's got something to say, you know? Because uh, it could go really bad. So I'm just trusting you as my family members uh, to not do that. But, uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're not, I'm not going to do the like, uh, talk show host, Phil Donahue, run up and down the aisle with the microphone thing. I don't, I don't know if he's still around. I don't know where that reference came from. Um, so you just kind of maybe speak loudly. We might even turn the AC off so that it gets a little quieter. And some of you are really cold, so that will be like two wins. So, uh, so that will be a good thing. But th- that's all it's going to be. It's like stand up. Say, I'd like to publicly thank Jesus for this. Uh, it doesn't have to be crazy spiritual. Because a part of this is acknowledging all good gifts come from him. So we're going to respond in that way. We're going to do what this one Samaritan did. Um, we're going to praise God with a loud voice. We're going to fall at his feet and thank him. Uh, It's just going to maybe look a little different than it did for him. So let's walk through those two steps. The first one is going to be a realization of what has happened to you because of Christ. So just close your eyes for a second. Just think. What has happened to you because of Christ? All right, now it probably didn't take very long because there's awesome things that have happened. So, let's publicly thank him for stuff. Some, we're just gonna, it's just like popcorn, so somebody just lead off. And also, there's a whole room of people here, so if you're going to stand up, don't talk to me. Maybe talk, turn around because that would be weird. <laughs>